0: Now, as we've discussed this morning, we know that this review into secondary education in the Northern Territory, it's recommended replacing middle schooling with a more comprehensive secondary school model. It's among 15 recommendations in the review, which was conducted by Deloitte and Charles Darwin University. A secondary school model is pitched to increase support, improve attendance and boost the number of students completing year 12. Now, joining us on the line to talk a little bit more about the details is the Department of education's deputy chief executive saeed amin good morning to you saeed
1: katie good morning to you and your listeners
0: thank you so much for your time this morning now saeed why was the review conducted from education's perspective
1: oh i think it's always important to review the work uh, you know that we're doing it was a very comprehensive review over 600 um, consultations, 24 sites. We also asked the Deloitte to go to some other states to, to have a look at our secondary provision. Uh, you know, we, we, we were aware that secondary provision wasn't being uh, accessible in our remote schools. We also wanted to have a look at uh, how our schools were functioning from a very positive point of view. So I think it's been a, a, a really good exercise.
0: And what did it find? I mean, the, you know, obviously the headline here is that, uh, that it's looking as though Middle school is going to be scrapped in terms of it all sort of joining back together.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, and I think uh, whilst it's made 15 uh, specific recommendations, what it really found was that, you know, there's some great strengths in our system. Our middle schools, if I just talk about that, do some great work. Our senior colleges do some great work. But also, you know, it's also about our, um, our remote schools. We've got 70% of our schools in the Northern Territory in remote locations. So it's also about ensuring that there's uh, a- uh, equity of secondary provision right across our Northern Territory. You know, our, our absolute the goal is to ensure that students complete school. Last year, our schools collectively did a great job. 918 students in our government schools achieved NTCT. We want that to be 1,500. We want that to be 2,000. Imagine, you know, if we're able to do that with our students. So the review, actually, from a much more holistic point of view, talked about five key domains, Katie. Um, Domain one was all about recognition of learning. Domain two was about transitions between and beyond school, about, you know, what is it we can and build on our current strengths. Domain three really was about learning access, so what do what are students doing when they're in school. Domain four and five were absolutely critical, also partnerships and engagement, and we've done our industry briefings this week, as well as systems of support. What is it now we need mm. to enhance in our schools, uh, etc. So that the the middle schooling recommendation came out of those five bigger domains. How do we create seamless education? How yeah. do we build on our current strengths? How do we ensure um, you know, strength stronger continuity of learning, connection between primary, middle and secondary. And how do we also reduce transitions, which does understandably cause some concerns. Yeah.
0: I mean, it seems to me like from a parent perspective, it does seem to me like middle school is quite a difficult time. You know, like if you were teaching yeah. at middle school, if you're a parent of a, of a middle school or if yeah. you're a student, yeah. even in middle school, it seems to me like it is one of the more difficult times uh, for kids. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether that's an age thing, whether it's a hormone and testosterone thing. I'm really not sure. But I All do wonder... Things- Yeah, and I wonder what kind of difference it's going to make then when, you know, if they are sort of integrated back with the kids that are older and that are really quite good role models to them, hopefully, those that are in sort of year 11 and 12.
1: Katie, you've made a really good point. And uh, look, I was—I'm a, a, I'm a parent of two girls. Unfortunately, yep. they've—you know—we've—we've—we've we've, we've gone through that uh, teenage tunnel, and uh, they're a little bit older now, which is fantastic. I was also a principal for a long time it was a 7 to 12 school. The point you've made there is absolutely spot on. Uh, you know, it, it is difficult enough being in that middle middle age group. Uh, we understand why, and you've talked about the hormones and stuff. Absolutely natural. And it is terrific when you've got role models in the school. When you can actually see your end pathway, uh, uh, that's really important. I remember holding graduation ceremonies, and we had all of our middle school students there. They could then visualize exactly yep. where they were going. Uh, and I found that, as a principal and as a parent, very, very powerful. I, I think, I think, look, our, our, our middle schools have done a great job. They bring great strength. They bring great pastoral care strength. They bring great personal Personal strength. Our senior colleges have done a great job in terms of learning and curriculum expertise. What a great opportunity now to pull those strengths together and mm. create that seamless uh, pathway for students. It's also about flexibility of pathways. I think I think as an educator I know that when students go to secondary school we parents rightly worry about care and yep. love and attention that they've had in primary school but let me let me reassure your listeners when your students get to around 1516 you really want to have enough flexibility for pathways that your child can access to a- a exit uh, you know in a, in a meaningful way yes yeah. bigger school and a much more deeper school will provide that so I think it's a fantastic opportunity for us now to progress to that stage
0: so Saeed, you know I guess before I get to how exactly this is going to look and how long it's going to take to get there you know to those parents that maybe have kids that are uh, that have either either just entered year seven or year you know year seven so uh, they're looking at at um, well they're already in middle school or they're looking at transitioning to middle school over the next couple of years and they're thinking oh wow you know being in year seven and being in the same school campus as the year 12s seems a bit daunting I mean what would you say to those parents that are thinking this could be quite scary for my kid
1: Yeah, look, I would, I would say be really confident and embrace it. I think (laughs) it. i i I can't remember my children's primary school years, but i uh, it may or may not be the same when your <laughs> yeah. child enters primary school and you've got these year six big kids yeah uh, certainly year sevens and year twelve year twelves don't worry about year sevens from a parent and an educator point of view year twelves worry about their cohort uh, et cetera so uh, you know schools uh, our our current year seven to twelve schools like Tam and uh, others manage that space really well there's there's uh i would i would be I'd be telling parents that's something you should embrace. It'll allow your child to see a, a you know much bigger school, much deeper school, the teachers will have much more expertise. But also, Katie, it is an educational fact that if a school is bigger, it has more resources to wrap around students, it has more uh, support structures in place, et cetera. That's not to mm-hmm. say schools have not done a good job they have. Uh, so it is about scaling up the expertise that we that we currently have. Uh, as a parent as an educator, my advice is, absolutely be excited and look forward to this.
0: So, Saeed, talk us through, I mean, when do you expect this change is going to take effect? It's not like it's sort of coming in straight away, is it? No,
1: no. Look, I mean, some of the recommendations are some of the uh, flexibility in pathways, some of the flexibility in, in uh, strength and curriculum pathways. They, you know, they'll happen sooner, sooner rather than later. Uh, but, you know, the big structural changes will take somewhere between uh, two to five years, maybe quicker for some schools, maybe a little bit longer for other schools we've obviously got to do some work. Uh, um, you know, the, the, the decision by the government is that we will move away from middle schools and dedicated senior secondary schools into seven to 12. So however, we don't at the moment have any predetermined ways we're going to do that. And that's because we'd like to consult with our communities, do some work with the communities as to what as to what it, as to what yep. it would look like for them. Uh, and that's only absolutely fair. So, you know, my previous experience in other jurisdictions is that this, this will be very considered. It will be carefully done it'll be done with consultation and feedback Um, but you know it will happen it'll happen in the next two to five years depending on where each school's at some might be in the next two years some might be in the next three or four years Uh, but it's really a very exciting step
0: now tell me what were some of the other key recommendations when you talk about you know one of them was was those pathways into work how is how is some of this going to work out
1: yeah, I think I mean I think some of it will work out really well. Our schools are pretty adept at this already. So you know, out of the fifteen recommendations, I'll just I'll just uh, give you three or four key ones. We're talking about um, a literacy and numeracy guarantee. Uh, you know, because our feedback from industry employers has been that you know we will absolutely look forward to students coming into employment, but they do need to have a certain level of, of um, literacy and numeracy. Middle schools we've talked about effective transitions is part of that recommendation, ensuring that that's that's quite seamless and then post-school of course it's about partnership and pathway support as you said so providing regional support for schools to facilitate at work uh, experience opportunities, career advice, supporting work readiness. The other one, uh, you know, a big one, Katie, probably yeah. more for our country listeners, is that you know, access of secondary education in our remote situations becomes critical now. You know, because there are jobs in remotes at the moment, students have to go boarding. Boarding will still be an option, but what we'd like to do is ensure that there is provision of secondary in communities in our remote places so students don't have to leave their communities and families can mm-hmm. stay together. That has been really strong feedback from our communities and we're certainly looking forward to being able to provision that some of those schools are currently doing that some yep. students do come back from boarding where it hasn't worked out uh, so you know we will ensure that funding wise structure wise uh, support wise resource wise uh, those schools will then be able to do that that's that's been really exciting for those communities because that feedback was really strong
0: well, Saeed Amin, the Department of Education's Deputy Chief Executive, I really appreciate you having a chat with us this morning, talking us through some of this, how it's going to work and, uh, and you know, what it means for families. So thank you so much for your time today.
1: Pleasure, Katie. All thank, the best. You,
0: thank you. You too.